Sam Ackerman is our sports commentator. He's based in Tauranga, hot off the press. You have the Black Caps test side for the weekend, Sam. Yeah, so it's the uh, yeah, good day as well. Great to uh, to be back. Hello uh, and happy new year and all summer. the best. <laughs> Sorry, it's Friday. With, I've I'm, moved I'm, on I'm, from I'm all done. that. I, I bet you have. I'm done with happy new year. Someone said to me yesterday, it just felt so wrong. As I, it feels like a lifetime has passed since um, that happened. So I'm, I'm done with New Year's. But uh, good day, it's great to uh, great to be back. Yeah, well, the the squad for the uh, the series against South Africa next month. That's right, the two test series uh, has been named. Uh, and Henry Nichols, one of the most maligned cricketers in New Zealand over the past few months. Uh, has finally had the axe fall uh, on his inconsistent form. Uh, his last 20 innings, uh, it goes back a couple of years now, uh, it's only scored uh, the 50 once, and that's when he scored uh, that double century, um, not out against Sri Lanka. Uh, so that was a big a big effort for him uh, last March, but unfortunately the, the numbers just don't come his way the way that as often as people would like. And he's gone, and the man who will take his spot in that middle order Looks set to be Ruchin Ravinder. There you uh, go. Is, I was thinking uh, of him. I was thinking of Finn Allen, who's having a whopping T20 season. Oh, uh, what, but, what a summer he is having, yeah, though. But the, the, it's Ravindra. game, I think. Yeah, I, I think Ravindra is next in line. And as, as, as loved as Phil Allen has become in a uh, in a short period of time this summer, uh, I, I think there have been uh, calls of outrage. There would be. And, of course, uh, it's Ravindra. test cricket. It's a very different format. Very, very different. And, Absolutely. So, look, uh, a tough decision, I'm sure, to uh, drop in your nickels. A fine cricketer, I, I think he cops way too much, but the fact of the matter is uh, the pressure is there because there is uh, a Ferrari waiting in the garage uh, to come out. Someone who's just won the ICC Breakthrough Cricketer of the Year Award. Uh, so he's worth uh, worth giving an investment into, and, and there was a spot because someone wasn't performing. So uh, fair to say that uh, it's a good call in that regard. But the, yeah, another couple of players left out, Ajaz Patel, East Sodi, players that we know that uh, are very capable and can stand up, but spinners just don't get a look in, at home, uh, and, and that's the way it is. But Where's there, this there test being played? Off. Sorry, against Pakistan? Where is it? Uh... Uh, the, the, uh, these are the tests against uh, South Africa. Oh, so it's for the whole series. Uh, being, yeah, okay. That's right. So this, this is the, uh, the test series. Yeah. Uh, against them both. So uh, I think uh, definitely one game is being played in, uh, in Wellington, uh, sorry, Hamilton, uh, and the first test is actually here in uh, Mount Monganui. Yeah. So uh, it's a, you can understand that they can't take too many spin, spin options in. Mitch Santner uh, is in here in line for his first home test in about four years, I think. He's having an uh, impressive so, domestic season, that's for sure. It's um, hard to argue against him. Yeah. Right? He's, a le- he's a leader within the team. He has stepped up on these occasions. He was uh, pretty good in that last tour of uh, Bangladesh as well for the opportunities he was given. So uh, I- I'm kind of comfortable in that regard. I do feel for April, AJS Patel, Mr. Ten, ten Wickets. Ten Wickets, I know. And then never a chance to back it up. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, he's so he's, he comes and goes from the team as, as it stands. But uh, there is one potential debut uh, set down, and that's Willow Rort from Canterbury. He's been named in the squad for the uh, the second test only as they manage the uh, the workload. Is so he the pace is, bowler? Big, tall pace bowler? Yes, he is. Mm. Um, I, I, I've, I've liked what I've seen. I, I, I worry about the... The progression, because uh, test, test cricket is a massive workload. But God, you got to get a crack sometime, right? You, sometimes you need to find out. So we can't can't bag them for brave selections. Uh, but he will be joining a, a very committed uh, bowling stable. So staying in there will be, uh, if he gets a chance to play, great. Otherwise, I think it's uh, being around that team is a is a good concept. I mean, Neil Wagner's uh, back in the mix there too. So 
I like I like where this team is uh, heading, and uh, Kane Williamson is picked. Um, not 100% sure he will play at the stage, but confident uh, that he will when the first test starts on the 4th of February. Look, the other controversy surrounding this series, I don't know if you saw Steve Waugh's absolute rant about the... Um, I think we might have yeah. touched on this already. Uh, but look, now that they're here, I guess you've just got to get on with it, right? Uh, you've just got to play, and uh, if... If war is right and they've not sent their strongest team, you better make damn sure you beat them. Well, they haven't because uh, they've, they've, what they've done is they've prioritised uh, the domestic cricket over international cricket. With the very very opposite of what Australia has done. Australia's been playing uh, the tests and whatnot through their big bash, uh, but they want to make sure Safka got the stars for that. And do you know what? I, I think horses for courses. We, we have sent uh, weakened teams uh, overseas before. I think about that uh, tour of Bangladesh before the World Cup, I mean, that didn't even resemble the New Zealand team. So I, I, I try not to throw too much shade. But look, if South Africa are going to send a team with eight rookies, uh, and this is an opportunity. It's a, it's a test championship. It's a chance to secure a win against South Africa, be it compromised. The history books does not have a little asterisk next to it. It's a test win or it's not. It's a test, uh, the test World Cup cycle, important points to chase. Uh, but they're only they're only there if you're good enough. You've still got to beat the team, and we've seen a lot of times, you know, in cricket, we said, "Oh, I can't believe that they've done this, that, or the other," and results have blown up in the black caps' faces. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, but it's a good position, uh, and quite frankly, after what was an up and down period against um, Bangladesh, both there and here. And then a comprehensive T20 against Pakistan. Uh, you'd give them like a B plus, wouldn't you, for the for the summer so far? Halfway point, the mid mid range of uh, of the home summer. So with South Africa, yes, weakened, but still South Africa, a couple of tests, and then Australia with some T20s and tests to come. Um, you know, the you know must must do better, uh, must step up, and uh, these next challenges will be really intriguing to see. Uh, before we get into the uh, rest of the cricket and the other sport for the weekend, do you want to comment on this uh, Byron Callagher story, the domestic violence allegations? Uh, and we've heard uh, allegations, we've heard the stories of, of former partners, uh, but very detailed piece by RNZ's Dana Johansson uh, just of late. And, you know, this plays into a theme that you've raised many times with us uh, Sam, which is to sort of the role model emphasis often put on sporting stars being perhaps a little misplaced. And it leads to the fall for Grace being so much more dramatic as well, Catherine, with that, is that uh, Byron Kelleher was an extraordinarily popular all back, hugely, hugely popular. A lot of people would have grown up with posters on the wall. Uh, he was a real, you know, he was a quote-unquote character. You know, uh, he was hidden behind... Uh, Justin Marshall for a lot of his career, so he could be a bit, you know, he, was, he kind of was, uh, as he used to refer to himself, a Coke can fizzed up coming off the bench. That was his famous line he'd always say about himself uh, as a player. But, you know, he, he was he was seen as affable, likable, popular. That doesn't make this guy a role model. Same thing, Jared Hayne is back in the, the news. He's appealing for the second time his conviction. He's currently serving uh, for two counts of um, of. Uh, unwanted, unlawful sexual intercourse uh, with a uh, with a woman. It, it's uh, these players get put on pedestals, and play, people allow their kids and and those to refer to these guys as their their heroes. You don't hear people talk about that with with actors and singers, do they? You hear them that you love them. They're not necessarily hero worshipped in the context that you want to be just like because it's, it seems a lot more 
unattainable than you know being able to go out there and play sport and do whatever. So I, it really worries me um, that these players do get put on those pedestals. And you know, the high profile world at their feet. They seem like everything going, which means when it goes wrong, uh, it looks like the the world crumbles. And the piece you referred to from uh, Dana Johansson, it is. Uh, I want to say it's a great piece because it's very well researched and written. But it's a it's, it's a it's a traumatic piece to read. Just just reading it, let alone imagining what uh, the poor woman involved in uh, and that had to go through and knowing that you know, this, there's too much smoke for there to be no fire of any case. Sure, there are allegations at this stage, but there's a history that comes with this that is really just tough to tough to see. So just, just a reminder that sports stars shouldn't be put on a, a pedestal for beyond, beyond what they are, unless you see examples of why you shouldn't. I'll, I'll, I'd throw Roger Tuivasa-Sheck and people like that, who are just genuine good humans who go and donate their time and give their time to things uh, and look to make people the world better for other people. So those, those people are role models. They're having to play sport while they use their profile for the right reason. I think it's also something to bear in mind as New Zealand rugby goes down the sport path of making the players ever more products and potentially yeah. ever more available products they need to be on their guard this is not the only issue you know rugby no. players and all blacks are human beings we know there's all sorts of issues including including alleged criminal um, allegations that have arisen in the past there have been domestic violence allegations that have ridden, risen written in the past they need to be careful as they uh, make these players as individuals ever more available brands that they are setting some of these guys up potentially uh, and they have their well-being to think about. Yeah, and I think the players' associations of the respective sports need to be very conscious of this too. And I, I know they are, right? I do know that these players' associations uh, and managers and whatnot do get in there and the training is provided to these players uh, at high levels of understanding your role, understanding uh what the pressure comes with it and also how to deal with the pitfalls, uh, how to handle vices, the right way to behave and the right way to look out for each other. But just like in every profession, Catherine, it's got to slip through the cracks some, sometimes, some ways. Some people can't be helped. Some people will always find themselves in that, in that scenario. So they are human. And I, in, in most cases, I say, you know, just just because they're, they're famous, it doesn't mean that they know how to handle fame. Um, but uh, the the behaviour in both of these cases goes far beyond uh, a stuff up or a, um, a, a blip. These are, you know, these are really horrible scenarios to find themselves. Um, for people who, are on the receiving end of these, find themselves, and the, certainly the allegations are, are very tough to read. So, just just keep it, just remembering the humans are in there, and humans are fallible. So don't um, don't put them on a pedestal. Super Smash, I've been really enjoying this due to the free to air uh, availability of it. So the men's and How women's competition, big finals huge. this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, one of the elimination finals for the women anyway got rained out and Dunners after its extraordinary run of gorgeous weather. It just happened to pull out one of those days. Uh, but I think it's the final elimination matches and then the finals this weekend, I think. I'm just pulling up in front of me. Uh, yeah, that's right. Today, Auckland, Canterbury, uh, Wellington the today. For the men. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the winner will play Auckland, uh, Eden Park. And tell you what, I like, um, I like Auckland's chances. Yes, they've, they've been very good, but at home as well. And it feels like a long time. And somebody grew up, uh, going to uh, Auckland cricket games that were very sparsely populated at domestic level, I will tell you. Um, ca- cavernous almost sometimes in that main Eden Park Stadium before they moved them to the outer oval. It is great to see Auckland uh, being in a position to be a powerhouse again. And that is, you know, a, a part of uh, the setup here that, that as the Super Smash has got serious, seeing the, uh, the stars from the Black Caps filter back through because the last game what was a couple of weeks ago now, so we had a couple of weeks with the uh, the Black Caps 
involved there, which has been uh, great to see. Though I do feel for those players who are kind of part of that team and helping teams get off to a roaring start to watch the big names come through. But that is uh, the world of professional sports. So, yeah, Canterbury-Wellington did just meet a, uh, a little while ago. Uh, and Canterbury um, was uh, on Monday, and, uh, and Canterbury got up in that one. So, uh, as hosts today, you'd, you'd pick them as favourites again, but an Auckland-Canterbury final would be fantastic. But uh, Wellington should not be underestimated. Yeah, it's been a, a great fun tournament, and it's the strength of the T20 format. It is so accessible for uh, people to just pop in for a couple of hours or whatever, and I think that free-to-air broadcast has um, uh, been Huge. a real winner. It's monumental. It's been a winner for New Zealand cricket, making it available beyond the subscription uh, beyond the subscription model. Uh, tennis, of course, look, it's a feast at this time of year, isn't it? The Aussie Open, and again, some uh, free-to-air, certainly of the highlights available on uh, Sky Open, I think that is, which used to be the Prime yep. Channel. Um, and where are we at? It's been a pretty good tournament. What's been the standout? Well, it's a great tournament. What's been the standout for you? Uh, listen, I, I, I'm uh, like many, I consider myself a casual tennis fan than a deep one, but I do admire, there's a lot of talent coming through, like a the style of tennis has been a joy to watch so far for uh, for this event. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, Novak Djokovic still rules supreme. He is he's there in the semi-finals. Uh, he's the last of that kind of great era of of the superstar names. But so, for me, someone he's not going to pass the torch over, and, and I, I don't want him to disappear on top. Is not that I've got anything against Novak Djokovic in the slightest. Is that what tennis needs is for somebody to knock him off his perch, not just the passing of the torch, it's actually snatched off him and you watch, the, there's a lot of talent through, like the, the semi-finals are made up of uh, Djokovic, he's taking on Yannick Sinner and uh, Daniel Medvedev and Alexander Zverev in the other game and, and that, they'll, be great, they'll be great semi-finals today on Australia Day over there it'll be a real atmosphere, it'll be great but it just feels like it's Djokovic's to lose and everybody's lining up for a chance, I, I really hope that we see them step up because what has happened when he goes is their lack of superstars, super talents, but where are the superstars? You take a look at the women's game as a perfect example of that. Uh, uh, Anya Savalenka, she won at last year. She was in the final uh, at uh, Flushing Meadows in the last Grand Slam of uh, 2023. She's through to the final uh, once again. She beat Coco Goff, who did so well uh, in the Auckland ASB Classic uh, a few weeks ago as well, and she won that last Grand Slam, uh, beating Savalenka in the final. But there's, there's no superstar ready to take over. There's a very talented woman who are playing great, but none of them have uh, the aura yet uh, that the, the great eras have had. And it's usually been somewhat of a continuation. And that's why, to me, you look at like golf uh, for that huge period when Tiger Woods was absent, still very talented, but was missing a superstar to be that draw and buy in factor. And that's what I think we need to see coming out of the women's game. And my, my concern is with the, with the men, will all those talents be able to elevate that game? Will they suddenly become the big four that play? Or do they not have enough of that star power yet? But a hell of a tournament, and I think that the t- yeah, that, that should comfortably, in my view, be uh, Djokovic and Sabalenka raising the trophies come uh, Sunday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Just very quickly, a uh, big day on the New Zealand racing calendar at Ellerslie tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's, if you're not into racing, uh, this is still, it's a really special night, uh, and it's, it's one that's been done to elevate uh, the, the sport's been around for a while now. The Karaka Millions uh, at Ellerslie, by the way, not Karaka, just in case you're going <laughs> to head out uh, that way looking for it. Uh, it has got a couple of million-dollar races and one one-and-a-half million-dollar race. So it's the richest night uh, in New Zealand sport, and it's enough to draw back. Uh, speaking of superstars, superstar jockey James McDonald, he's huge demand internationally. He's come back to race for the meet as well. So it'll be really good for the uh, for the big feature race, Molly Bloom. Anyone who follows racing in New Zealand knows she's been absolutely killing it uh, over the, uh, the spring 
in summer. So cannot wait to see uh, how Molly Bloom goes. But uh, J-Mac uh, is riding on orchestral, so that should be uh, one to watch as well. But a, a big night, 12,000 people there sold out. Um, they've got a laser show and the like. It's all go. Laser show? Yeah, laser, well, not with the horses, obviously, but uh, in, 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 place, in place of fireworks. It's, it's all uh, about flash. Yeah, yeah, goodbye to the fireworks. Community friendly so people can sleep, right? There you so, go. Um, yeah. There you go. Thanks so much, Sam Ackerman.